Hello again. Now the Manx news item regarding Nova's Hospital A&E department, being rather busy and try to avoid it possible, does come pretty early this season this year. Classically it's something we tend to find arriving much later in the year and into January normally. To use that sort of Hollywood expression though, this is a nearly perfect storm. So here in the island, Covid disease remains a major nuisance. Not only regarding cases, some of which are quite severe, and some are certainly needing admission to hospital, in particular in the very elderly. Double, triple jab perhaps, but still with a mountain to climb as Covid lung infection does what it does. The latest oral therapy, the antiviral treatments, the various proven regimes to counter this, all being added now to the armoury of available therapies. So that's that. <laughs> and then it all takes a great deal of time to administer all this sort of stuff. Through PPE wearing regulations, PCR testing, limitations of routers access for obvious reasons, and so it goes on. And here we are with zero flu for the last 18 months, toddlers and upwards having had almost nil community viral illness exposure. Then it all opened up again in sort of August, September. So it's arriving by the bucket load now. The back load is infilling. Covid symptoms abounding uh, in preschool children, babies and many adults, sporting all kinds of uh, viral illnesses as well, from bronchiolitis early this season again, winter vomiting bugs about the norm, some flu early as yet but creeping into numerous parainfluenza viruses, then the ever-present coughs and colds all kinds of other adeno and all the rest of it. All this in the background, <laughs> needing to do regular lateral flow tests every turn. Then add to this the everyday stuff we all, as humanoids, stumble into every hour of every day. Injuries, accidents, spills, slips, pains, heart, head, gut, kidney, eye, ear, limb, joint, sudden arrivals, all these sort of things, off to any whizip. Is it wonder then, in the face of future GP appointments, face-to-face being available, once you get through to the surgery, often a problem in itself, given the call numbers that we sometimes field, <laughs> what on earth can we do next? Wow. Whew. GP surgeries could pass <laughs> all this stuff on and just morph into the olden days, turn up and wait to be seen, or just... All appointments being so-called book on the day, in other words, first come, first serve, just dealing with what arrives as it arrives. However, all our so-called routine stuff may then have to be postponed yet again. And it's not routine, of course, to somebody with any variety of health issues, as they've had to wait (laughs) to have an appointment slot, sort of time of work, childcare, relative care, and all the rest of it, to make that appointment. It's now constantly trying to put that quart into that pint pot Indian rope trip thing. And it's only early November. Whoa. And after 18 months of COVID care, we're all frankly just a bit tired and a bit battle fatigue, I am afraid to say. But we're only human. And the patients are getting frustrated too, understandably. Some very frustrated. Now look... Look at the NHS websites for advice. Talk to your local pharmacist. You can, of course, ring meds, ring the surgery. We can receive a, a message to call you back. As we're presently doing from morning till night, routine 12-hour days for most of us at the moment. 
Much of what we are presently seeing, though, in toddlers is not COVID disease, but it's a result of lots of different viral things going on. Ongoing diarrhoea, problems with intermittent vomiting, as children tend to do. The fevers are going on for several days sometimes, coming and going, as children tend to do. Many young parents, though, might not have the experienced eyes or ears of an auntie or a parent to assist and reassure him. Understandably, fearing serious disease, e.g. meningitis or similar with every rash, they seek advice, unless the fever often is present, declines to respond to its hopefully usual treatments, paracetamol, ibuprofen or the rest. Ah, they need some help with this. Of course they do. Adding a coughing, wheezing element to this, and suddenly A&E seems the ever-present, only sensible option, day or night. But look at the minor injuries unit at Ramsey District Cottage. It's great. It's staffed with very experienced people. Very helpful and routinely open till 8 o'clock every day. That's another option. So, that's it as it stands. Help us to help you as best we can. It's not a one-size-fits-all, though. I never put off seeking advice in case of the usuals. Severe chest pain, <laughs> query stroke, sudden significant hemorrhage, sudden visual loss. The list is long. We'll keep you posted, though. Till next week. Cheerio.